another episode of the Design and Style Podcast. We are a podcast for designers, by designers. I am one of your co-hosts, Dixie, Dixie Willard Design. And with me, as always, is beautiful, effervescent, Rachel with Rachel Moriarty Interiors. And we wanted to say that the Design and Style Podcast is brought to you by the Visibility Lab. The Visibility Lab is the only membership group that focuses on the latest strategies and tools to help you get more visible while showcasing your specific brilliance. We've got weekly online office hours with both of us, monthly topics, in-depth worksheets, and exclusive monthly trainings. So today... (laughs) So excited. Let's grab our... Let's grab our books. I know, I know. If they're on on iTunes, they won't get to see, but we are talking to, I'm calling her the Amy Fleury. The, the one and only (laughs) Amy Fleury, who has put out the most, not only is it super informational and useful, but it's a beautiful, gorgeous book. And it feels like I could just, I could just. The pages, the cover, the cover feels amazing. The hug it and, oh, is You've got to get this book. I'm just That's saying. That's what we'll start with. And I'm sure after we talk to Amy, you are really yeah. going to want to get this book. So there is no let's doubt. go talk to her. I am Amy so excited to have Amy here. Amy Flory with <laughs> the Recipe for Press book <laughs> designer <laughs> edition. I'm just yes. loving all of the sticky notes on your, on your book. <laughs> and I, you can tell that it was like where on the page I wanted to make a comment because, yeah. or I, you know, make, make special note of something, mm-hmm. put it precisely there. I even wrote, you can't see on all of them, but I wrote little arrows or smiley faces or nobody, <laughs> nobody normal does that. Well, right. I'm happy this thing is finally out because, uh, I've been talking about it for about three years and I, I think I even had the outline three years ago, but I'm so glad that I didn't write it three years ago because I've had a lot more exposure in that time to different segments that I, that um, support kind of what I was thinking about anyway but uh yeah last year my assistant said we can't talk about this book anymore <laughs> let's let's get to writing it and uh, let's make it happen let's make it happen I'm so happy that you did again the we've we've gushed over the way it looks and feels but not only that the content I mean let's let's, you know we got to focus on the content too um I I loved I mean I I don't have the original recipe for press but I have heard you on podcasts and interviews and I've heard people talk about you on pod recently there was a designer on Luann's podcast oh yeah that was Laura yeah Laura and she I saw her tag you because she just came out on the universal catalog I think (laughs) and I saw her tag you yeah I think it was yesterday or something talk about a student of recipe for press putting it together yeah yeah whoa we need to we need to pull a page out of her book (laughs) Seriously, that was amazing. So I have heard about you. We've been connected. We were at the Design Bloggers. We just like briefly connect here and there. But I am so happy and honored to have you on the podcast. I'm. We've been so excited. We've been so so excited. I have, I have two. I have two, and maybe my um, nerves wasn't. It wasn't nervousness. It was just excitement to get to have a talk with some ladies. You know. <laughs> About all the, her, you know yes yeah nice yes. exactly so 
we love talking to you about PR because you know that we focus on visibility. Visibility is the thing that we can do ourselves, right? But the unknown thing is that PR, that connection to the editors, to media. Um, by the way, there was a, a place where you mentioned um, podcasts. So if you ever update, you'll have to add our podcast to it. <laughs> This is, this is why I didn't print 10,000 the first round like I did with book one. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'll have to put a little mention in here. No, uh, we, uh, wonderful. But I mean, we literally went from front cover to back cover yesterday. Yeah. And we got them in the afternoon. So we were, it was wow. so good. It was so good and so beautiful. And um, I, need, I need to actually meet. I was telling Dixie, I need to meet, is it Red Egg? Uh, yeah, Carol at Red Egg. I was like, I, I need to make, like, that's like a thing I'm definitely doing when I'm in well, well, her showroom, I think sometimes people think if it's not in, you know, one of the main buildings that they've got to go really far away. But it's about a hundred yard walk from Suites at Market Square. Oh. So once you know, it's just such a joy because it it really is the kind of thing that inspires me when somebody lives what they um do you know yes yes and it that showroom is pretty transformative to your spirit I love the way you broke up the book where you have that section in the back where you feature you know PR people Adam Jabko who we just had on, recently had on the podcast um Dixie and I were saying the woman uh what's her name Dixie we were just talking about her before Amy hopped on the one with oh, the Sam. Japanese fabrics on the on the wall she had oh, all these textiles, and she was a quilter, and... Oh, that's, that's Sue Ann. That's just a woman who lives in a fabulous place down the road in Athens. But, oh, my gosh. You know, I put her in there because a few reasons. I thought that that would be inspiring for interior designers to see somebody who had a design sensibility but did not use an interior designer. But she's a smart woman, and she used an industrial designer... And it was kind of about more aging in place, you know? Yes. And and I thought, like, just some of the things, the small things she did to be able to live in that very cool loft were just genius. And, oh, um, my gosh. Yeah. And the yeah. way, just the way she, her textiles became art, which for me is inspiring I because, I, you know, you never know when we're going to have – a project where somebody that's their thing, like textiles is their thing and they want to mm -hmm. live and be surrounded with it, you know? Um, you know, yeah. you know um, I have to s inject this. Um, you know how we're, we're all editors. That's how I think. We yeah. are, oh, 100%. Instagram account, you're an editor. I, I, I'm an editor. I do come from an editorial background. Um, I, I told the editor that I had on my book, who's an interiors editor, um, when I went and took the book and showed to Sue Ann, the woman that we're talking about, she looked at it really quickly and she was like, I like it. I'm not embarrassed to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't wait to right. I'm that age. And can be like, a bit like, yeah, really, I love really feisty, feisty. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's talk about, this is specifically for designers. That's right. right. So that's the difference between the last, the last edition and this edition. And you're super popular and well-known in the design industry. So I think that was so smart that you did this. We all have, I, I, 
I need to focus on photography more. You know, I come from, I don't know if you know, but I come um, from a print background too. I was advertising. My husband and I actually met on the set of a fashion. He was a photo assistant and I was a stylist, prop stylist. So that's like my, I love when I I hear you talk about and just like, I want to get your pitch wheel because I know we would be shooting on the beach, you know, winter wear in the, you know, in the cold. Yeah. 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 You know, it's like six months out. So I love, I'm like, oh, I need to get that pitch wheel. So that's another thing um, we need to mention. Um, (laughs) But there are so many things in here. I'm like, just tell us a little bit about some of the things that stand out differently in this one than Mm -hmm. the other one, like specifically for designers. Well, the, the first one I wrote because I was really coming fresh out of editorial and I did leave that of 20 years. I was working as a freelance writer and an editor and I could just see the difference. I could see that, and I was working with Lucky Magazine also. I had a really long running tenure with them. And at the time, that was a that would move the needle if you got into that magazine, similar to some of the bigger uh, in, interiors, you know, same thing. So once you write about somebody and you maybe write about them twice, but then you move on to the next person, people are like, uh, how do I make that happen again? You know, you made it feel good and easy, but it, it's, it, but everybody kind of had the same question. So I knew I could see communications coming on that um, it was, would, be, would be, and we're in that moment now, so important to have in-house communications because even if you can have a publicist to have in-house communications to work together because at that time, I could see all of the best global um, labels doing that, global companies, because you're controlling the message, essentially, and you're on message with everybody. And that gives comfort to your team. It gives comfort to the writer. You know, it's our job to dig a little deeper and to, once we get an interview, you know, to tease out the essence and to write the story that makes sense to the pages we're working on. But um, I could just see it coming that we would need these kind of tenets of in-house communication. So I called it DIY PR because most people I wrote about could not afford a publicist or were not ready for a publicist yet. And um, that's why I love in this second book that I led with a publicist because, I mean, she'll tell you, she's like, you cannot stand on the podium before you run the race, you know? So here's what it looks like here, here's what it looks like when you need a publicist, but you can do all of this and get a lot of press on your own before you come to me and you'll be ready for it. And you'll know what it is because it's work, you know, but if you, but if you kind of understand it and I just tried to simplify what as an editor I needed and what I didn't. Um, so I think that gave people it kind of demystified a little bit because in their minds, it's just, you know, hocus pocus kind of, like, I don't know even, <laughs> even the letters that you included the sample letters I'm like oh yeah. that's yeah. it or just even the don't attach the photos like because seriously yeah. who wants to open an attachment from some rando you know and what I mean editors, yeah, the yeah. Editors just wouldn't open it they just yeah. read it yeah. so anyway the, that that first book was kind of for every small business makers entrepreneurs but the, the largest audience that, I, that it attracted were interior designers across the, the state, the country. So 
as I noticed that and became more involved in the industry, I just personally loved the industry and the beauty component. And um, I saw that I started to see from many different vantages how, how much opportunity there is for interior designers in visibility, you know, to that, you know, they would need to be on this marketers as well. And this is not something that they had to think about 10 years ago. Well, you're, you're designers, you know, this. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just, it's a new arm of your business. I it, love, yeah. I, I, sorry. I, um, and now I've forgotten what I was going to say. We're just going to gush <laughs> the whole time. Like, I know. I, I'm like, I'm be you, you worked for Lucky Magazine. And, and... <laughs> yeah. Okay. One, I know what it was. I was going to ask you about one of the things that I thought was interesting is that as much as we're all on social media and so many people are connecting through social media, one of the things that you said is don't pitch to the editors through social media. And I thought that is... I'm I'm a cranky old school kind of person. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I was I was all excited thinking, yay. Ultimately, I, I do say like follow them before you pitch. All of the work is in the homework to get to where you finally are sending that pitch. The pitch is very short, very, very tidy. It's very uh once you get to that point, you know why you're pitching. You know, and it, it doesn't take much and they don't have time to read much anyway. But even even let's say if pitching through social media did work, they'd still have to say email me the pitch. Right. And um, so, you know, editors are on social media. They don't have uh, often they don't have huge followings themselves because they're not in that business worrying about that. And so when you follow them, the first blush is going to be, you know, when you follow them. And it also gives you insight into what they're about, what they're looking for. You know, they, they do share some things. Um, so I always do say, you know, follow them before you pitch because they'll have seen your name one time and they'll probably have taken a quick look because they also use Instagram kind of as a marketplace to find new things as well. But they don't want you pitching in, in a DM or anything. No. Yeah. Not really. Um, I just love the different ways because... For me, even as a designer, I, I actually am not looking for the big editorial thing on one of my projects. Just, just, yeah. I'm just not like, that's not one of my goals, but I would mm -hmm. love to be like contribute in some way. Like when I saw, like, I think you had a list of different ways that you can get press. Like mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, I want somebody to call me to ask me what tape, what side table, you know what I mean? Like yeah. even those like yeah. little things, like there are well, so many ways to do it you know and that's what I love you don't always have to go for the big you know uh 80 100 sort of you know what I mean sort of thing well, I, you know in, when you said what are some mistakes of pitching that would be one of them to think that you just need to go straight for architectural digest right or right. that the whole project is going to be showcased yeah instead yeah. like one house could be placed in four or five different spots because it's got it might have the color story, it might have the kids story, it might have the indoor outdoor story, the kitchen, you know. Right. That's the way an editor thinks. But um you're 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 smart to kind of approach it that, that way because that's how you break in with these editors. You break in with the smaller pieces and then they see 
okay, she's easy to work with, she's got pictures. So the next time they need something quickly, they think of you and they go to you, they probably think of you, have you top of mind. Right. People that, um, people that get a lot of press, get a lot of press because they're good, but there are a lot of good people at what they do. People who get a lot of press get it because they're easy to work with. Uh-huh. They've got the goods, meaning they're ready. Paper, they're ready. They're gracious. So say if it doesn't work out, they don't get all mean in an email, you know, because sometimes things get pulled last minute and there are four other editors working and they remember the editors. Maybe they're prepared or they pop in the inbox with a thoughtful pitch, you know, things yeah. like that. That's why people get press over and over. Well, one of the things that you put in here, which I didn't realize, I actually, I was telling you offline, I was at a book signing the other day and an editor came up to me with her card and she said, I follow you on Instagram and I love your aesthetic and I would love to, you know, feature one of your projects. And she said, but you have to make, I I really want the owner in the house. Like I want them in the environment. Uh And I think you even mentioned that, like you at least have to have, if you're going to pitch, have to have the owner's permission to use their name or, you know, some information about and I've never been had a published project so I didn't know that so it was funny that that like just happened like a, a week and a half ago and then I read that today you know, and not every not every magazine is like that like I if you um so if you have a project for example and you kind of think where do I think this belongs and I think okay I'm in the south so I'm going to say Southern home, just give you a few examples, Southern home or traditional home or Southern living. If I laid all of those out, well, traditional home likes the people in the house. It's more personality. Southern home, you don't see the people. It's more designer focused. So it's just a matter of also aligning what you have. If you didn't think of that beforehand, you know, if you didn't think of getting the the people in there or um, with the style that those magazines run, because that those are formulas that are successful for them, and that's what gives them their own personality. So you're trying to place things that look like what you see already. You, you're not going to give them something, and they're going to change their whole, you know. <laughs> Oops, I, I muted their format. <laughs> yeah. So so that's um, it's okay if you you forgot to get that it's always a good idea if you're when you're getting those pictures made to ask the owners i mean you know you hate to pitch something and then go back and the owners don't want it even shown anywhere and you've you've already pitched it now you have to pull it so there are some things again in the homework that you want to be very um and it shows in that pitch that you you get it you know it uh-huh. it makes it one step easier for that editor to know that it's unpublished. We have the permission of the owners. I've got other high resolution images available for you. Just, you know, things like that. How often are editors getting pitched? Just, just to give a perspective to our audience. Uh, all the time. So all the time. They're just inundated and you need to make yours stand out in some way that'll make their life easier. Yes, yes. but a lot of people think that standing out in the pitch world is to do something a little zany and that's the wrong that's the wrong, <laughs> wrong approach i mean it might work somewhere else but not for pitching because the volume that they get 
but probably in that all the time kind of broad brush um, answer, how many people are pitching that send the signal that I'm ready for press and I've got what you want and I'm serious about it because I'm in the, I'm trying to get, you know, this published and you're in the business of giving someone press that, that an editor can see right away. So I'd probably say 5% of people who pitch actually send that message. And that's the, that's the kind of empowerment I like to give is like, that takes a little bit of work on the front end to pull together a tight pitch. I think everything we do is about the pitch. I mean, you know, back to what we were talking about that one designer, Laura, who once she put it together, she realized she had to do the work, you know, so let's not like kid ourselves, but it was a little step by step. And then suddenly she started seeing the opportunities in so many other areas, not just the traditional print publication. And that's what I was seeing coming down the pike for interior designers, because I was working with manufacturers, because I was working with a technology piece. Everybody needs the interior designer. Nobody's uh, bottom line is gonna look good for the next five years probably without the interior designer business. So that puts you in a very, coveted wanted position so they need the interior designer and they need content so all of these people are creating opportunities that you just need to know how to tap into that you need once you start looking for it you see oh you know that it could look like a guest on the podcast it could look like a guest blogger for a podcast it could look like a collaboration with a manufacturer for their newsletter it it could look so many different ways um, not just the traditional print and online magazine format. It's so that's exciting news for interior designers, I think, and especially ones who like visibility. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's I think it's so exciting, and I love that you said. Um, you know, one one of the things that we talk about are all the different strategies for getting visible that you can do yourself, you know? And so I love that you even have, like, I do know of some people that do have like almost like an in-house media because they can control everything. And I just, I think visibility is, you have to get visible first and get comfortable getting visible. Even when I saw the portraits, like we do these challenges in our group. Yeah. You have no idea how we're like, take the logo off of your avatar. Like people, you know, if you want to go on social to your end consumer, then, there, you know, show more of yourself. The most content, I mean, the most engagement I get is me fluffing a pillow on a couch, me pulling up a, yeah. a, a bed, you know, uh, the quilt on a bed. Um, so I love that you even included a picture of these gorgeous portraits of, you know, in these environments. You. The ones you included were stunning too. Well, you know, um, it dawned on me, there was, I had one of these aha moments of, wow, you can talk about this all you want, but then you can show somebody and then you've got their attention. But um, often when I would be, when I would advise designers, they would show me a picture and they would say, look, you know, this, a, a photographer took it. And, and I was like, 
was that your friend photographer, you know, or, and it's a good picture. It's not bad. But if I held that next to an editorial style picture, the difference is like, oh, oh. But we've got to realize like, this is aspirational stuff. It's not like we go around, except for the two of you go around looking like this every day. <laughs> but <laughs> now I'm like trying to fluff my hair before. No, we look like troll dolls. You should see us in the oh. morning. If we get on and we know we're not recording, we yeah. are, because we have pixies, we're like troll dolls. It's hysteric, especially with the blue hair. It's hysterical. Yeah. But yeah. thank you. But thank but, you. We received the compliment. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it's okay. And it's, it's the worst thing. Well, I haven't met one person who's really like, oh, I'm getting my picture taken today. You know, it's, it takes a lot of energy. It's, it, it, I don't know, it's, it's not the most comfortable thing. But an a portrait photographer or a photographer who is used to taking editorial style pictures is a whole different ballgame than, you know, your, your photographer friend. But I have seen time and time again People who pitched and pitched, got no traction, get a new portrait by an editorial photographer. And they're all freelancers. I mean, they, you just have to, people say, well, where do I find those? But in the magazines that you like, look at the byline, go to their website. They're freelancers. They've got the ear of the editors they're working with also. And the editors are always asking, who are you seeing? Who are you working with? Mm -hmm. But they're already comfortable with that photographer. But anyway, the point is after they get that picture, like, oh, oh, suddenly they're getting placements because it's aspirational. And because these magazines and these blogs, they don't have the budgets to send a photographer. So if your photography looks as good or better than what you're seeing in that um, magazine, then that they're going to feel very comfortable you know, asking you, can we use your photography? Yeah, oh, of course. <laughs> well, the other thing, you know, back to kind of like, I'm, we're just trying to loop yeah. it all together is with visibility, when we talk about, the, when we hit the self-portraiture part of we have our, these challenges that we go through with our designers, yeah. Yeah. we're like, you want to get comfortable getting yourself on social media before you get on a, in front of a crew because I've worked as a prop stylist and I've been on this side with eight of my friends that we work, you know, yeah. uh, photo shoots all the time and we're traveling all the time. Right. And we're all comfortable. And then the new person comes on. So it's like, I keep saying you, you don't want to be like, I'm going to get my picture taken. There's your makeup person and there's your stylist and there's the photographer and there's the, uh, one, at least one assistant. Right. Yeah. Um, you need to get comfortable with, you know, getting your image out, putting it out, getting a little visible. Um, you don't want to come out of the gate and just get in front of a photo crew. And, and that's why I did think it was important to include a photographer in this and to get some tips from the photographer about even yeah. what to wear and, you know. The different outfits. Yeah, yeah. All that show up with a couple of different ones. I mean, it's a mistake. It's a very easy mis mistake to to make and sometimes you have to try it a few times but I do love what you are doing because just getting people comfortable with the idea that visibility is okay I think a lot of people have a hiccup and I and I really feel like you're helping um crop people cross that line like ooh, it's about ego and I don't want to you know put myself out there I have to I came from this approach when I said to somebody, I said, listen, it's actually about business. 
I'm in the business as an editor of giving somebody press. If it's not you, it's going to be somebody. Um, you're, you're in business and you're looking, you know, if it's not you, it's going to be somebody. So it's um, connecting that communications to commerce is what I am all about. And just helping people understand that it's, it's really about business. It's about creating relationships um, and in engaging in the industry that you are a part of. That's the way I see it. So good. Uh, yeah, and relationships. No, I'm serious. It's so crazy. I don't think that people, and I've, I've said this so many times, realize with this cell phone, the power that you yeah. have to connect. I, I love that. It really is about relationships. You don't want to be like, you know, feature me, feature me. <laughs> mm -mm. And I, I still think the fundamentals apply. Um, I think people have gotten so good at it and understand it. Uh, and it is a conversation that's popular, you know, how to get press, how to be more visible and all of this. I'm still about the fundamentals. You know, you don't, you don't have my first book, but there's a whole chapter devoted to the thank you notes and the oh. and, and just some relationship building um, tools. And those things still apply even in social media. Even, even, I don't know if, if you're I know, watching, if you the little card it. in here. Let me send us the book so that we could read yes. them. Yes. It's a sweet little card and it, it's simple. It just says enjoy. Thank oh. you so much. We were so like, oh my gosh, we're so. I know, otherwise I would be singing. This is so great. You're all, and on page 25, if you had the book, you would know how great page 25 is. No, it's. Uh, we really, really enjoyed it, and um, I'm so happy to finally virtually, con virtually in person connect. I f it's it almost feels like it's in person, right? Yeah. There was something in, that I made a note of that I wanted to make sure. Oh, about the pitch, and it reminded me a little bit of listening to Luann on one of your last um, podcasts. Boy, she was she was really she was really like throwing the punches. I mean, she was just on that day. She's on every day, but um, then talk about somebody who really respects the audience and shows up prepared and all of that. But you know, she's big on the why. And if you, if you think about what, what is, what components make up a good pitch, whether you're pitching you guys, whether you're pitching a print, whether you're um, trying to get a foot in the door somewhere, where, whether you're trying to get an account, you know, um, the why are you in my inbox, you know, is really you, it takes a little minute. It takes a minute to understand that before you write the pitch. So I think we, we need to lose the fluff in a pitch. You know, we don't yeah. need to like yeah. spend a whole, whole paragraph flattering somebody. It's like um, kind of why are, why are you here? You know, I have yeah. a recent, you know, finished unpublished project that um you know has is a is a great showcase of a small story that has feels like big volume you know 600 square feet something like that like straight to the point and then where is it and and where in the magazine do you see it fitting maybe uh i would appreciate consideration for this section of your magazine saying like i feel it's a good fit for your magazine because they're the editors they ultimately right aside you're asking for consideration but you're asking for, for a very specific place in that magazine and that tells me 
or a, or any blogger, like you actually read it before you pitched. You know you, how it's laid out. You put it together with the landscape. Yeah. Right. It makes more sense in this section. It's not saying that they wouldn't consider it for some other part. It's just saying, you know, you put it together. You're coming to me to present something that's viable. And, um, and that kind of uh, a pitch these days is three sentences to get three to four sentences. And the images are the in, embedded in that email are the first thing that they're going to take a look at. So they're going to make their decision about are they going to read the pitch based on the images they see more than likely. And we're not overwhelming them with images. It's like four max of a project yeah. or it's two if it's a two or three if it's a product and a picture of you. Because again, you don't know, are they looking for, you're pitching a project, but um, you might want to include the portrait of you because you don't know, they might be looking for a designer profile. And then, you know, with the proper links, so then they can go, if they like it, they go to the website. website. So your website ready, does it look like you would want an editor, you know, making a judgment on, on you based on what they're seeing there. And once those things are cleaned up, that's the pitch is very tight. And I, and I did put some examples in the, um, in the book. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say. You have to get the book because even as you're explaining it, the way you laid it out, even when you laid out the email page and it's like image here, image here, you know, if they're yeah. listening to iTunes, you can't see my hands, but um, it's, it's a mut you must this book you must have in your hands it's uh, i'm not even kidding it's, it, if anybody could see the the dog ears i have in the post-its that dixie have <laughs> it is so filled with i mean this is new to us pr is new to us you know mm -hmm. so visibility we got on lockdown but pr is totally different beast for us so yeah. i we love this book i mean it's i'm so happy that makes me happy um, I, I love to talking about breaking down the email. I love that you broke down the masthead. Yes. So people can look in the magazine and know where to look for the right information that they need for what it is that they're trying to pitch. And because that's the key to who puts that magazine together. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, um, again, just like a, a lot of people might be like, I want to be on Oprah, you know, like right out of the gate. <laughs> <laughs> would never do that to you because they know that you might not be able to handle that kind of press yet. You've got to build up to that. Mm -hmm. So in that same way, we don't pitch Oprah or the editor in chief, you know, we pitch the generally to break into a magazine, you're going to pitch the assistant editors and um, in the front of the front of the magazine, you know, and then in about a year, that assistant editor is going to be a senior editor somewhere else, you know, so you create these relationships, but you break in where they're looking for um, more content, where it's easier to break in, where they're kind of giving you a test test run too. Yeah. Um, and, and, then, and then they say, oh, you know, she's great to work with. She's got great stuff. We'll go back to her. And then you get two pages next time. Right? That's, mm -hmm. you know, I, I really think that when people... Um, so visibility will bring things your way. You know, you just never know press when you get it, whatever, in whatever shape or form, you don't know who's out there looking for somebody like you to collaborate with. It doesn't always equal like a straight line to sales. It's a lot. It's like that. And for opportunities and stuff like that. 
But when you get really focused about press, because it can be overwhelming, like, oh, where do I want to pitch? And if you just, again, go back to the why, like, what do I want from a placement? If you're looking for more clients in your region, then you really wouldn't go directly to national. Exactly. So it really tightens the focus. And then you can just have a very tight media strategy. It doesn't have to be an overwhelming, you know, year long thing. You can just, uh, giving it some direction will tighten, you know, and, and purpose will tighten that kind of planning. Pitching is so powerful because it's planting seeds. Something will happen. The worst is like no, or just no for now, but it could be yes. And yeah. it could be like, maybe not that, but how about this? And that's, that actually ties in perfectly what um, the podcast that came out recently uh, with Barbara Viteri, Designer Liberty, was saying is if you send stuff, you know what, I might say no. But usually it's, this isn't right for me right now, or this isn't right for me. Send me something else that might work instead. So I, and I think that was the, that was that thing where initially before I said, you know, don't worry about it. If an editor says no, or it's no, just take it as a no for now. It's not a wholesale rejection of you personally, you know, and once we get in that professional mode about it, then we see it's a very, very powerful tool the pitch and and don't let take it don't just it's a it's a business thing you know right yeah absolutely dixie are you ready we're gonna start pitching i know it's gonna we got our homework to do we got to figure out our why and i really do i want to go through all your prompts and And like who who to pitch Mm -hmm. because this time to get to find that person yeah Uh the right person I feel like when you get, one of the things we talk about is clarity. Yeah. And uh, like for us, when we started the podcast, we were like, it's for decorating enthusiasts and, and newbies and students. DIYers. And like, and- DIYers. And it was like, our podcast was for the world, right? And each, each podcast we did, because they were just her and I turning it on and chatting, narrowed and narrowed and narrowed and narrowed. And then we got to the one word, visibility. And we were like, and like for you, you're like, everything's the pitch, right? For yeah. us, we're like, everything's visibility. Like everything for us kept coming back to this one word. Yeah. And when we got clear on that and it was like, boom, it just exploded. So Very I feel like clarity mm-hmm. is like everything. If you're mm-hmm. just kind of wandering around like, yeah, I want it, I want everybody to listen, then, you know it's it's not going to really land you know right. and and that's the same same is true with the the press like why do you want it because i i it dawned on me this was another after speaking on this subject so much um it was a few years in when i gave a a talk and um then we broke out into little sessions afterwards and you know somebody had committed to the day to being there and paid for it and it was a pretty big commitment and was prepared to do it all the work and I asked her like why do you want press and she was like you know I don't know I just she I just had to ask her a few more questions and she did know 
you know, but really you need to know, no, yeah. um, because, because you'll just save yourself a lot of time. It's a lot of, it is energy and it is effort to put into doing it well. So know why you want it first and that'll, you know, give you a, a lot more focused um, plan. That really, that goes with anything. Wait, what's funny is I, as I was reading your book, I got thinking that a lot of the questions are kind of the questions that we ask our clients to get behind the, the reason that they want this or that or the other, that they like something and they don't like something. It's, we just need to turn the questions around and ask ourselves the same basic questions, the whys, the mm-hmm. what do you really, what, what do you want to, this, the end result to be? How do you want it to feel? I always liked... I think where I was coming from initially as a writer who I only saw myself for so long as a writer of other people's stories, but I could sit there and listen and I just needed to spend time with you. And I'm listening, listening for that essence. Like I'm going to pull it out, but, but then I'm listening for the story that relates to the pages I'm working on, not the magazine over here that I'm not working on, but my magazine. So if you can also get in that mindset of pretend like you're the editor of the magazine you're pitching and then ask yourself, honestly, does my pit, would I put this in this magazine? You know, is it ready? Does it look ready? That helps a lot too, because I think people can pitch a lot of good stuff that's just not right for that magazine or that blog or, you know, and you gave, you gave some great examples. Like don't, if you have an ultra modern thing, don't go toting it over to country living because that's not their thing. <laughs> right, right. I hope my book was not all about don'ts. <laughs> no, no, it was. Oh my gosh, not at all. Fabulous, fabulous dudes. Yeah. And you know, I think probably another um, thing that I've seen now being so, having so many years in the industry, in the publishing industry, is just the relationships. I mean, one of the main uh, chapters in the book is a former intern who's now an editor. I mean, everybody in the book, I have a relationship in some sense or another that is reciprocal. And I think that's that editor relationship that we're looking for with the subjects. When I say, be prepared, be easy to work with, kind of think like, what would the editor need right now? If you already have that relationship, you could pop you know, it gets easier. You can pop into their inbox and say, hey, are, are you looking for fall ideas? I know it's Valentine's Day, but I've got this, you know, it's kind of being prepared and it being a reciprocal relationship, not just like, can you give me press, but I've got good content. I've got some good stuff to share with you that I've made easy to publish. One thing I want to mention we've been talking about the pitch is the other products that you have. I want to mention those. So you have your pitch wheel, which we did mention, but this media list, I'm like, I got to get my hands on this media list. (laughs) I love that you up, that it's updated. It's fresh. Um, I think you said you have about 1100. It got whittled down this, this year. We started this year. So my intern team, my assistant and I, we, we take this media list pretty seriously because if you've ever tried to pull one together or if you've ever purchased or gotten your hands on one that it, you might have 12,000 names and they mean nothing to you. You know what I mean? So we try to think about the magazines that our group would be pitching and the blogs that our group would be pitching 
and do they even accept pitches, you know? And um, so I think we started out with about 1,500 this year. And by the time we had chased all of those down, we ended up with 968. Everything that is in the recipe for press online shop came from somebody saying like, I love the book, but it would really help if you could make something so I'll remember when to pitch. Because mm -hmm. you know how it is when you're on the beach and you're just not remembering that the nationals are putting together the holiday issues. So that was the pitch wheel. And then the media list was somebody else saying, like, I just can't, it just takes me so long to find the right person. So that was our attempt to help. Well, I think that is just a perfect place to end it, Amy. Thank you so much again. It's been Enjoy so this. great. And uh, we will obviously have all the links to everything. Yes. Um, and I'm going to definitely be buying. We're, we're going to be buying. That's, that's, a, that's a business investment. We'll be I buying the media list. That made, <laughs> and, and I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to read it off of here. It's a robust list of 960, you said 968, national and regional market editors, writers, and bloggers, and their email addresses and a social media link. In the month of December, we do that big, you know, big round of research and we do it again in May so that we send an updated version for free if you've bought it Ooh. just before time to pitch holiday gift guides. So Perfect. I think it's a pretty good investment. Oh, absolutely. For that price, absolutely. it's, it's yes. a phenomenal investment. Thank you so much, Amy. That was yeah. so fun. I love talking to Amy. She's amazing. I know. And uh, seriously, how much good information did we get out of that? How much homework do we have to do? That's yeah. what I want to know. <laughs> a lot. A lot. But it'll all be good. And then you know us. We'll report back to you and tell you how it we goes. We will. And we're so excited because we actually have the book with yes. all the prompts and all. We're going to be pitching. I'm excited because we've never pitched. I know. It's going to be fun. So I think it's going to be a fun new journey actually going through filling out, getting press mm -hmm. ready, you know, and um, going out and pitching ourselves. I don't know about you, but I got so many more ideas than I ever would have had just yes. sitting off to the side, reading the book, listening to Amy. She's so incredible. She's, we're going to have to have her back. Amy, if you're listening to the podcast replay, yes. we want you back. Soon. <laughs> very, soon. very soon. We're selfish like that. Yeah, kind of. Bye. This podcast was made possible in part through the support of our preferred partners, like the Design Network. The Design Network offers one of the most powerful to-the-trade e-commerce programs in the furniture industry, combining the top brands in furniture, the best prices, and unparalleled logistics all in one place. Go to www.thedesignnetwork.com to join the Design Network's Trade Direct program, create your designer profile, connect with new clients, and start shopping today.